0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, baseball is back, but please, 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 baseball, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, the 30 owners of the teams, please, 32 owners, excuse me, please, for the love of humanity, get rid of cardboard cutout fans. The Major League Baseball has kind of been a joke for quite some time now, going back probably to the early 2000s. It was ruined with the steroid era and Major Major League Baseball, the ratings, the interests has died out for quite some time. And for the first time in probably a while, people were actually kind of excited for baseball to return. I mean, you haven't had any live sports for quite some time. And so, you know, basketball's back and baseball's back. And so people are kind of you know, excited. They introduced a new format, a 16-team playoff format. We'll get into that in just a moment. That's exciting. Something baseball needed to do. They needed to shake things up a little bit. But then they, I mean, I'm watching the game. I'm watching the Dodgers game, and I'm looking at these cardboard cutout fans, and I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. A sport that doesn't want to be taken as a joke then literally makes a joke out of its sport now people can look at it and they they find it you know interesting they find it different and yeah 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 it's it's it's, it's cool you know they put different famous people in the stands i saw a dog you know <laughs> i saw a dog cardboard cut out of a dog and that's you know kind of funny however is Major League Baseball looking to be laughed at, or are they looking to be taken seriously? Now, like I said, I really like the new format that they have introduced when it comes to the playoffs. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's new. Some would argue, well, you're gonna have losing teams with losing records getting in, and you know, that's gonna affect, you know, the playoffs. But I personally, when it comes to baseball. A, a sport that people haven't been interested in, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's a phenomenal idea. I think it's a great idea. I think having a sixty game season is a great idea because literally every game counts you know when you're when you're talking one hundred and sixty two games, you know teams can slump, they can come back, they can be down ten games in a division, come back. I mean anything can change over a hundred and sixty two game season. when you're talking sixty games, that's kind of like a sprint from start to finish, please baseball, please get back to the sport, get back to baseball. Nobody cares about cardboard cutout fans. Nobody cares about analytics. And I want to get into that too, how baseball is being ruined by analytics. There was a time when people weren't concerned about pitch counts people weren't concerned about the analytics and, and spreadsheets and and um hit matrix and uh, and and player stance matrix and pitch matrix uh, metrics excuse me and and to me nerds and yes i use the word nerds who are up in these press boxes who are up in these owners boxes have never played the game are ruining if that's possible are ruining the sport of baseball, And when we get back, I want to tell you some of these new analytics that they brought about for Major League Baseball and how it does not help in any way the sport. So when we return, I want to read to you this article that I found that goes into the new analytics of baseball to help you as a fan enjoy your experience as you're watching cardboard cutouts at home. When we return, be right back. So we are back, and as I said before, I found a very interesting article it was written by a man by the name of Michael Silverman, a pretty respected uh, baseball writer, sports writer in the Boston area. And he wrote, he's writing in the Boston Globe, um, and he says this high speed cameras, better tracking, and in game contests are all part of the new MLB broadcast experience. That's right. It's you, they want it to be an experience. They want you to be at home and they want you to have an experience. So, how are we going to better experience baseball from home? I mean, we can't necessarily take ourselves out to the ball game, but how will we better experience baseball? Well, he writes this with an audience more captive than ever because of COVID 19, Major League Baseball unveiled an array of technological advancements. Enhancements Monday meant to entertain, inform, and enhance the broadcast experience for fans relegated to watching exclusively on their TVs and computers. Here's some of the highlights. Get ready, here we go. Television broadcast will feature StatCast 3D, which can generate high resolution database visuals that go beyond recent well received innovations such as ball and player tracking. For example, curiosity about whether a fly ball to deep right field at Fenway Park would be a home run at Yankee Stadium can be satisfied by overlaying the Yankee Stadium footprint on top of Fenway. Cameras can in essence become virtual, offering a recreation of a sharply hit ground ball from the perspective of the third baseman fielding it the ball or plenty more. So can you imagine as you're sitting on your rear end at home, you get to see whether a fly ball hit to right field at Fenway Park would have been a home run at Yankee Stadium. Oh joy. And not only that, it gets better than that, folks. Cameras, it says, can in essence become virtual, offering a recreation, a recreation, excuse me, of a sharply hit ground ball from the perspective of the third baseman fielding it and the ball. Oh my goodness gracious. Baseball just got so much better. Now I can see the viewpoint of the ball itself. As the ball is rolling on the, on the ground in the dirt to third base, I can get the viewpoint of the ball and plenty more. Wow. I wonder if I can get the viewpoint of the third baseman as he's watching the pitcher um, take 45 seconds in between each pitch, deciding what he's going to do next. He says this. StatCast really brings up interesting storylines that you often can't tell through a way a broadcast is traditionally shot because you're sort of limited to how production shoots the show. You're limited to where the cameras are, are and what cameras are looking at, said Ryan Zander, MLB Vice President, Broadcast product, Products and Services Nerd. He says this, Stadcast 3D is a platform that is going to allow us to tell some of these stories and visually show some of these stories. So, in order to get you to experience the game better, you get to have the viewpoint of the ball itself. Unbelievable. MLB is not planning to let the uh, empty seats go entirely to waste. Unless the home team decides to stretch advertising and blazing tarps over seat sections, virtual advertising signage can be used. The ads can also be seen on the field. MLB can show the word Duncan in foul territory or the Gatorade G on the back of the pitcher's mound. Can you imagine you're watching the game? And baseball can virtually place signage like a Gatorade G on the back of the pitcher's mound. Oh my goodness, now I'll definitely watch. I mean, (laughs) I wasn't watching before, but now since you can put the Duncan logo in foul territory, I'll watch it now. Of course, each team will use crowd noise from a routine murmur up to play-specific reactions. Now, that I kind of like as I was listening to the radio broadcasts, Uh, Many of them were were pretty good when it came to crowd noise. But if you're watching live, it kind of, you know, I mean, it's not really my thing. But if you like that kind of thing, it works. As well as actual game audio from the MLB The Show video game. Whoa! In a concession. Now, (laughs) here's where it gets great. In a concession to both COVID-19 and the Fallout from the Red Sox and Astros' video cheating escapades, players and coaches will have a personal iPad at their disposal, preloaded with video content. Say, that game's starting pitcher, a batter's previous encounters with a pitcher, advanced scouting reports, and spray charts. Now... The MLB controls and dispenses the devices, around 15 per team, which cannot connect online in any way during a game. Now think about this. This is how brilliant the Major League Baseball is. We just had major cheating and video cheating, but now we're going to give out iPads to every team, 15 apiece. Unbelievable. It says this also, that MLB, of course, controls and dispenses the devices, they cannot connect online in any way during a game, and if it happens to get stolen or misplaced, MOB has the capability to wipe its memory. After each game, the iPads are collected, sanitized, then reloaded for the next game. Let me stop right there. I absolutely hate this in every single way. One of the joys and one of the uh, fantastic parts of baseball is the live in-game interactions between the, between the batter and the pitcher. If a batter gets up, he strikes out, or he's he's taking pitches. The in-game banter between the two is what makes baseball so great. The next time the player gets up, he's got to decide whether or not he wants to take a pitch, or a player in the outfield, if he wants to shift a little bit to the left or the right. And all those in-game adjustments made by the players themselves is what makes baseball great not these iPads and these analytics. I'm telling you folks, that nerds are taking over the game of baseball and I absolutely despise it in every single way. Also this, Instant Replay will get its first major technological refresh since it began in 2014. The Replay Operations Center will be able to view up to 24 isolated camera angles, some with high frame capability compared with a dozen last year. Managers will have only 20 seconds, not 30, to challenge a call. Oh my goodness. Before, they had 30 seconds. Now they have 20 seconds. Thank you so much, baseball, for saving me the 10 seconds that that I needed for the managers to decide whether or not they get challenged to challenge a call now managers get two challenges a game so thank you so much for the 20 seconds that you saved me in the course of a three and a half hour game which is already 30 percent needs to be cut off anyway now to track the rich almost unending supply of get ready granular data that's generated a baseball game MLB is moving from StatCast 1.0 to StatCast 2.0. Instead of Doppler-based tracking of pitch velocity, exit velocity, launch angles and spin rates, and defensive tracking of players, the new Hawkeye version in each ballpark employs a 12-camera array, five tracking pitches, seven trained on players, and each operating at 100 frames per second. The system will even enable the use of some, get ready, biomechanical imaging and skeletal models that can help pitchers with delivery issues or batters with swing path quandaries. What on earth is that saying? Well, I'll try to help you out with what that means. So after I just read you all that gobbledygook, in other words, besides just saying that the nerds are taking over baseball, when we are referring to biomechanical engineering and skeletal models, you'll get to actually see not the actual player, but a skeletal model of the player's swing, impact, and other granular data and other data. Other word, in other words, nerds have taken over the game of baseball. Now, I want to take you back to 2004. 2004, as a Red Sox fan, is probably the greatest sports year of my life. Back when baseball was actually baseball, and what you remember 04 besides the great comeback that the Red Sox had against the Yankees, down 0-3, you remember what? The steal. You remember Curt Schilling's bloody sock. You remember uh, Cowboy Up, Kevin Millar. You remember different parts of the game, different aspects of the game. Uh, Humanity, the human parts of the game, the steal, the, the walk-offs, all those different things are what made the game exciting. We didn't have to worry about data. We didn't have to wonder if... When David Ortiz hit a walk-off home run, if that actually would have been a home run, if he hit that at, at Yankee Stadium, no. What we were focused on was the excitement of the game, the players, the drama, the, the the fact that it was Yankees, the rivalries. This is what baseball needs to get back to. But instead, they're going further and further in the other direction and areas that we don't even care about. In fact, this article that I'm reading from, goes on to talk about uh, virtual reality. Now people can sit at home because people my age and younger, millennials that have the attention span of a woodchuck, can't sit there and actually watch a game. They have to play games on their phone, and they're more worried about betting rather than actually enjoying the game. What baseball is doing and what these people are doing is further destroying the game that I love. What we need to do is get back to actual baseball storylines, players, rivalries, making it about the actual game, the actual players. I like the expanded playoffs. I love it. I mentioned it earlier. We were going to talk about that a little bit. The expanded playoffs now are 16 teams instead of 10 teams, which means you know play teams that uh, normally people don't focus on. People are now focusing on those teams to see if they can get in. Yes, it may lean towards play uh, teams with losing records getting into the playoffs. However, the excitement, the drama, uh, is going to be unmatched. I love it. Uh, bring it on. I love more playoff teams. I love playoff drama. I love last-minute drama. That puts the focus on the actual playing of the game. Yes, nerds are taking over baseball, but I hope, I hope, I hope to God that we can take baseball back, bring it back to what it's it's actually about, the actual playing of the game. When we return, I want this to be a baseball-centric episode. I don't know if you've seen the Joe Kelly controversy, but when we come back, I want to dive into that. Joe Kelly gets an eight-game suspension. Was it too harsh? Well, when we come back, we'll discuss what happened and my reaction to the suspension of Joe Kelly, the L.A. Dodger, when we return on the No Holds Barred podcast. And we are back. I thought I'd provide a little bit of a background crowd noise for you since that's what we're going to have to get used to when we watch live sports. Now, let's get down to business. Joe Kelly is kind of a favorite player of mine. Back when Joe Kelly was on the Red Sox, he was one of those guys that just went to bat for the team. He was about the team. And if he was going to have to punch somebody in the mouth, take somebody down, take somebody out of the game in order to make his team better, he was going to do it. I love Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly is one of those players that I wish could have been a Red Sox for the rest of his career. However, he is now a member of the L.A. Dodgers. Now, let me take you back a couple years. The L.A. Dodgers, of course, lost to the Houston Astros in the World Series. If any team, if anybody was affected more by the cheating scandal of the Houston Astros, it is the L.A. Dodgers. That team, the LA Dodgers during that year, was loaded, was primed, and was ready to win a championship. Yet they ran into, back then, what was considered one of the best teams of all time, and the Houston Astros. Now, if you're involved in any way in baseball or in uh, researching baseball, watching baseball, then you understand what happened with the Houston Astros banging on trash cans and cheating their way in reality to a World Series title. Um, often, what would happen is, as a off-speed pitch would come in, uh, the player in the dugout would bang on a trash can, thus letting the other uh, the the batter know what kind of pitch was coming. Thus, if the Pitcher such as Joe Kelly was known for his fastball. If he was going to throw a curveball, if he was going to throw a slider, if he was going to throw an off-speed pitch, then the player in the dugout would bang on the trash can. Thus, it worked out pretty well for players like Alex Correa and Alex uh, Alex Bregman. Now, let's take you to just a couple nights ago in the MLB. Joe Kelly is pitching, and up comes Alex Bregman. And immediately, uh, Joe Kelly's pitches are kind of off. He's off his game a little bit, so he kind of just says, "All right, well, screw this," and begins to throw at Alex Bregman. Much to the delight of pretty much every fan in sports and in Major League ba- uh, involved with Major League Baseball. Much to my delight, if there's anything nobody likes, it's cheaters. Let me say this. Pete Rose, to this day, is still banned from baseball for having bet on his own games. And we could dive into that and we could discuss on whether or not we think that Pete Rose should be, his ban should be lifted. But he's been punished. Other players have been punished. The Astros, as a team, were fined some money. Okay? Uh, Some guys... Alex Cora, others, have been suspended, have lost their jobs. But none of the players in that 2017 world title team have been suspended, have been fined, in any way. So, Joe Kelly and other players decided that they were going to take matters into their own hands and punish them themselves. So, this was the punishment that was coming to the Houston Astros. This was the punishment that was coming to these players that knowingly and openly cheated their way to a World Series title. In my opinion, if these men were truly honorable men, They would hand over their World Series rings and World Series title. But we know they're not going to do that because they could argue, just like players who uh, shot themselves up with steroids, could argue that this still takes scale and it still takes hand-eye coordination in order to hit the ball out of the ballpark. But let me say this. I believe what the Astros did was worse, was even worse, than steroids in baseball. You could say, how could you say that? Well, if you were to look at steroids in baseball, we could we could could we not argue that pretty much a large majority of players were doing it. Therefore, a lot of different teams were being affected in different ways through steroids. It wasn't just the Yankees, it wasn't just one team. It was multiple teams that had multiple players that had steroid usage. But the Houston Astros cheating scandal was just the Houston Astros and they won a World Series title because of it. Now, Joe Kelly throws at Alex Bregman, and then a couple guys later, you have Correa up, and immediately he's throwing at him. But what I love about it is that he begins to throw off-speed pitches whilst Joe Kelly is normally known for fastball pitches. He begins to throw off-speed pitches, and (laughs) they're going back and forth. Finally, Correa strikes out, and... Probably what will be a meme for all time is Joe Kelly making a boo boo baby face at Correa. So basically saying, and then Correa, of course, like a genius, says, Well, you know, if I was, if I hit a home run, I'd be running home. Well, no kidding. But he says that. And then Joe Kelly and him have a few choice words and the bench is clear, which is truly wonderful in a coronavirus situation. Let's just have everybody run out and be within five feet of each other. That's brilliant. But I loved it. I loved it. I love what Joe Kelly did. I love the fire. I love it. And what makes me so happy about it is that it makes it about the players, the baseball, the game. This is what we needed. But what does Major League Baseball do? Does Rob Manford, does others say, well, since we didn't suspend them, they kind of got their just desserts. No, they suspended Joe Kelly eight games in a 60-game season. Now, Twitter and social media was quite a buzz because of this, had him being uh, suspended eight games. In fact, uh, Ken Rosenthal, On Twitter said this, the eight-game suspension for Joe Kelly in a 60-game season is the equivalent of a 22-game suspension in a 162-game season. Seems harsh. Another guy said this, think about this, if Joe Kelly serves a single game out of his eight-game suspension, he will have been punished more than any of the players that cheated to win a World Series title in 2017. Let that sink in. Absolutely. If Joe Kelly serves 1 minute of that suspension, he'll have more he'll have, he'll have served more time in suspension than any of those players did that cheated their way to a World Series title. This is the problem with baseball. This is the problem. Baseball instead of Letting this go on instead of kind of now I understand it's dangerous. I understand there has to be some sort of I mean, throw the guy out of the game, but suspend him for eight games when you're actually getting people interested in the sport. Once again, baseball says, Nope, we're gonna pull the guy out eight games. We're going to I'm sure there's gonna be some some kind of warning coming down from Manford and uh, you know other executives in major league baseball. But finally, when there's actually some intrigue in baseball, what does baseball do? What does Major League Baseball do? Well, they push the intrigue away again. So the focus, as we said earlier... Oh, let's focus on analytics. Let's make the game more palpable for young people who have the attention of a woodchuck, as I said earlier, who can't even sit and watch a game because, oh, they're too worried about Snapchat and they're too worried about social media, so we got to include all that in the game. I remember back in the day when the Yankees and Red Sox, every time they played, those benches were cleared. And that's what made the game exciting. Because you knew the rivalry. You knew the names of the players. You knew sparks were going to fly. And baseball, you did it again. Just when you got people interested in your sport. At a time when people are longing just to see some sort of live sports. You pull the wool out. You pull the rug out from underneath us. And you say, nope. I know you're interested. But... We'd rather have you interested in having the viewpoint of the ball. That's all i got to say about it. I think the suspension is ridiculous. I think baseball is making a huge mistake in this. And all i got to say is this, too. It ain't going to be the last time somebody throws at Alex Bridman. It ain't going to be the last time somebody throws at Correa. It ain't going to be the last time somebody comes after those Astros players. They are going to have a target on their heads. So either... You put some guidelines down and kind of let things be the way they need to be. Or baseball, you better expect that as you politicize things and as you pull the focus away from the actual playing of the game on analytics and and metrics, you can expect less and less people to be interested in a sport that people kind of weren't already interested in. And so that's what I got to say about that. When we come back, I'm going to close it out with just a final thought of the day here on the No Holds Barred podcast. So I figured we'd end the show on a lighter note today, but I want to talk about just for a moment the new expansion team in the NHL. I don't know if you've heard their name, but they reside from the great hockey town of Seattle, Washington. Their name is the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken. Now, I did a little research on what a Kraken is. I know we've all heard of, released a Kraken, and we've heard that name before and all that, but I want to tell you what a Kraken is according to the little research that I did. But the Kraken is a legendary cephalopod like sea monster of gigantic size in Scandinavian folklore. According to the Norse sagas, the Kraken dwells off the coasts of Norway and Greenland and terrorizes nearby sailors. Authors over the years have postulated that the legend may have originated from sightings of giant squids that may grow to 40 to 50 feet in length. The sheer size and fearsome appearance attributed to the Kraken have made it a common ocean-dwelling monster in various fictional works. Now, first of all, the name itself is stupid. It's probably the dumbest name in sports that I've ever heard or seen. Can you imagine all the jokes while we're going? What are they going to call it? The Kraken House? The Crack House for short? Is that what we're going to call? Them? Maybe they're the players or the crackheads? I mean, there's so many jokes that could come about. However, on the other side, I love it. I think it's unique. I think it's different. I think it's exciting. So, you know, these new teams coming to the NHL, I think definitely in the NBA, and the NBA needs a Seattle team. I know they used to have the Supersonics, who right are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kind of representing that Northwest region But The name is dumb But I think it's awesome And I can't wait The first time I get to see the Kraken Play In real life And uh, we saw what happened with uh, The Las Vegas Knights And how they've come out And how they came out strong And we'll see what happens with the Kraken Playing in 2021 To the 2022 season So (laughs) The Kraken, the legendary cephalopod, the giant squid. We'll see what happens, but I love it. I think it's fantastic, and uh, I think other sports need to consider, you know, maybe we need to shake things up a bit, add a few more teams. I would love it. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a joke. However, it's it's pretty cool in my opinion. Anyways, that's all I got for today. Thank you for joining me on the No Holds Barred podcast. I know we did some lot of controversial thoughts today but um I want baseball to go back to what baseball is uh, and that is the love the beauty of the game itself nerds stay out of baseball but you can come up with cool names like the Kraken and that's pretty much all you get to do all right signing off for now and join me next time on the no holds barred podcast I'm Garrett Scott Grandy we'll talk to you next time